Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamarckia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring because uh, pitcher versus hitter, and some hitters are tougher for some pitchers to get out, and some hitters are easier for pitchers to get out. And nobody knows that uh, how 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 it can vary just wildly more than Rich Hill, who is in his car driving to go skiing. So, <laughs> what's going on, Rich? How you doing, Rob? I'm personally not skiing. No skiing for me, but Bryce is uh, our son in snowboarding, actually. So I had to, yeah. So going going back to the uh, going back to pick him up at the mountain school night tonight, Sunday. Uh, I don't know if we use that for reference on podcasts, but we got school tomorrow, so we got to go uh, go get him off, peel him off the mountain. Well, here's the thing, Rich. Like in two weeks or whatever it is, you're gonna be you're gonna be in probably what in Bradenton. In Bradenton, yeah, and and you're not yeah. these looking back at driving through the wilds and the snow and to to pick up your son snowboarding. It's going to seem like a foreign concept because baseball season's close, man. Let's Great. go! Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We're here. Um, looking forward to it to get the uh, get the spikes on. Listen to the uh, the cleat hit the uh, pavement, and then uh, you know cut the grass with the cleat. <laughs> Oh, Did you have you have you been? Are you one of these guys who wears just cleats around before he gets to spring training? No, no, I throw them right on, right out of the box. Ooh, ooh. Give, me, give me the give me the blisters. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, no, I. They do that. I mean, you know, there's the anyway. Side note: the companies make such good uh, cleats now. They're basically broken in. Uh, you, yeah, I'm out here. Lemons are lemons are math. I feel I feel an urge to make a chair or something with the. Uh, you know, okay, this is uh, this furniture making country. So, I grew up, I grew up hearing that Lemonster and uh, Winchester, not Winchester, geez, where am I? Uh, Winchenden, where's Winchenden? It's out here in uh, 
<laughs> Thank God there's navigation. I'll tell you that much. Well, I wouldn't be able to get the driveway. Listen, all the all the all the great podcasts are made in, in furniture building country. Um, so. <laughs> So I'm gonna let's get right to it. So this is this is the thing is that I wanted to talk to you with with this in mind, with the the art of pitching to hitters in mind. Um, that that you know, this who is the great, who is the toughest guy to get out? Who are the best hitters? And and I'm gonna go by your numbers. And you ready? This will be like a fun little quiz for you, Rich. First of all, do you do you remember who? Do you know that who you have faced the most of any player? He still plays. Uh, he still plays. Um, you know what? I, I I don't know. I really don't. Manuel uh, Mar- Manuel Margot. Manuel. Oh yeah! Wow. That's, oh yeah! Right. Yeah. Yeah. All those years and uh, with uh, uh, the uh, Phil, uh, Philly. Jeez, I'm losing my mind. Uh, with the Padres. Padres. Yeah, a lot, that's a lot right. of at bats because he was at the top of the order. So yeah. So great, when you great when, great, com- great competitor. By the yeah, way. Yeah. Really so. Is. You when you face a guy thirty three times, like so, this is a good jumping off point. When you face a guy like Margot for thirty three times, by the time you get into the twenties, do you have a pretty good idea what he's looking for from you? Does or do you vice versa? Like, how does that work when you face a guy that many times in the major leagues? Yeah, I think they it goes hand in hand. Both sides, um, you know, you, you get a really good read for each other and understand. You know, over the over the history that here's here's what he's going to do to get me out, and here's what I'm going to do to combat that, or here's what he's going to do to you know either jump on jump on you know what you can do early, and so you know that for me, for example, I know that a lot of hitters are trying not to see the breaking ball, so they want to get into counts where um, you know they can leverage leverage on hitting the fastball, and that's something that um, you know I think Manny did really well and and you know understanding that trying to combat that i remember in the days uh you know pitching against them with san diego um and also with tampa you know trying to start maybe start them off with with early breaking balls and late fastballs uh later in the count fastballs later in the count but um you know again when you when you face a guy you know multiple times uh the creativity has to really come into play i believe uh, a lot and one guy that I, I did face a lot um, in uh, batting live batting practices, actually, which not a lot of people know, is P.K. Hernandez, hmm. uh, who uh, is like 11 for, uh, you know, 12 off of me <laughs> with, uh, with uh, 15 home runs. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyway, I know I was going to say facing him and then going to face him uh, when we were at Tampa and he, he was with Boston um, a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, I threw him back to back at bats, change ups, and he was and he was completely like, "What in the heck was that?" You know, <laughs> he was waiting for a ball and I. But again, it goes to the just goes to the point that he hits left handers really well. He hits breaking balls really well. Um, you know, and and having other kinds of uh, tools and the tools to break out and be creative with them is, is extremely valuable. Well, that, that's the thing is that you got you have to you almost have to invent new pitches by the time you face a guy that much. So you know, so I'm going to go to right. the other end of the spectrum and see if you remember you you faced maybe what what, what people think is the best hitter in baseball one time. 
Mike Trout one time, yeah. and you struck yep. him out. Yep. You remember? The, do you remember this at bat? No, no, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ba- uh, backdoor cutter. Um, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. Set him up. Uh, got him swinging at a fastball up and away as well. So um, no, I remember. And, I, and you know, actually, a brief moment in time that I was a. Uh, uh, Anaheim Angel and wore the uniform and, and play, uh, played with Mike. Actually, got to see a walk-off home run from him uh, off of a left-handed reliever. That was a slider that he threw that was almost hit him in the front foot. And his ability to hit balls that are coming down on top of his feet are, are you know, obviously the best in the game, in my opinion, especially from uh, left-handed uh, pitchers. So, you know, you, you, you keep little tabs on guys as you're going through and you're watching the game. And that was one thing that, I mean, going back to when uh, my rookie year and, and second year in the league, sitting next to a guy who was the best in the game and probably the best of all time to do it, Greg Maddox, who would just say, you know, just watch the game, just watch the game. And you know, I, I, I guess I somewhat understood it when I was younger, but I didn't really grasp the concept of watching the game uh, until I got older because, you know, you really are taking notes and you're picking up all the thing that is going on that the hitters are doing. And, and if you do that, um, you know, you're just increasing your chances for success. Wait, so when you faced, you, you had observed Trout, did you face him after that? Or was it, you, had you had faced him before that? No, I hadn't faced them before. I faced them after that. Oh, so so yeah. you so you remember it. So you yeah. sort of re- you remembered like being watching him as your teammate, and then seeing, okay, you know, this is if I do face him. Oh, this- oh, I, I, oh, I, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I clearly remember it. Clearly remember. I was like, wow, that is absolutely amazing that he was able to do that. And how how the heck did he? Uh, you know, how was he able to? Um, you know, scoop that ball off the ground and and hit it out for a home run. Uh, you've also but, you know, obviously extremely strong. You you've but also that, you've also only faced Otani a couple times. So you know, and again, yeah. I'm just I'm just picking like a couple of the best hitters in baseball right now. And you know, it's I think that probably right. a guy right. a guy, guys that you haven't faced a whole bunch, it's the same thing that you know the scouting report is don't let it get too deep because you're gonna get these big breaking balls. Um, so do you remember when you go up against right. Tani, like how, what, what the feeling is there, what the scouting report is there or, or you know, because that's a unique guy. So it's a unique guy in a lot of ways. So. Yeah. He, well, he's extremely unique. I mean, he's probably the best player in baseball, uh, in my opinion, because there isn't anybody else that you can match him up against that can do what he can do on the mound and then step into the batter's box. And the only guy that, I mean, I don't know what he would have been interesting to see if he could have done it uh is Carlos Zambrano um you know he could he could he I mean in my opinion switch hitter um you know unbelievable power from both sides of the plate and uh who knows I don't know maybe you know this this day and age with the DH he, he, he might have been able to do the two-way thing but um with Shohei I mean his his ability to put the bat on the ball is is you know it's up there in that top echelon of the 5% of hitters in the league that, that have that feel for where their barrel is in the zone. So um, I think the biggest thing, you know, that I noticed is that the drop-down breaking ball for him actually is not a huge weapon because over in Japan, you know, that's something that 
a lot of left-handers do. And he's been able to see that quite a bit. So the element of surprise for him when I do that isn't really there. Mm. Uh, so, you know, with, with a guy like that, it's, it's almost, again, it goes back to, you can tell when a guy is, you know, you know, sitting breaking ball or, um, if he's going to be, you know, geared up and ready for that fastball as well. But being able to determine that and distinguish when that's going to happen is extremely important from the pitcher's side. And that's something for, you know, everybody to understand whether it's in the big leagues or, you know, guys in college or even kids, um, you know, that are coming up in, in high school and in Babe Ruth. Uh, because it does, it does matter, you know, as you, as you're getting older and the ability to be able to read swings and be more proficient reading swings and, and also having the understanding of what the hitter is trying to do and what their approach is against you as a pitcher is, is going to be able to, the, the faster you can identify that, the quicker, uh, you can make adjustments and the quicker the adjustments, the, you know, you're swinging the pendulum uh, a little bit more in your favor for success. So when you, you, um, you would talk. Yeah. You, you had talked about um, watching and telling everyone you really watch. So let's take, you know, the, the, the day before your start, you're sitting in the dugout, you know, you're facing this lineup. Um, are you, and you talk about hitters, the hitters reactions to certain pitches. And I know that it's a little tough because, you know, like Nathan Avaldi throwing isn't going to be the same as you throwing. But how much, how important is that day no, but before, are, yeah. just watching? Uh, it's extremely important. And there are some things that Nate does that I'll watch and, you know, take kind of note of and say, okay, well, I'll put that in, uh, you know, just depending upon how a guy swings at a fastball, if he quick pitches, um, you know, is his foot down in time, um, you know, the ability to be able to cut the ball inside on, on, on right hand, on, uh, excuse me, on left handers might, you know, be the equivalent to a drop down fastball for me in on lefties. Um, so there's, there are little things that, that guys do, uh, that could benefit, even though the stuff might be different, right? But mm. the approach is, is, uh, is definitely similar. Um, in, in ways that that, if that makes sense. I don't know if that. No, it does. And, and just tell me if you have to break, tell me if you have to break off the lead price in the, in the door there. So. Just let me know. Oh, uh, I will know. I'm actually, I was trying to find a parking space. Okay. All right. So, so. Oh, go ahead. No, go. What are you going to say? No, I was going to say that the thing is that you categorize the hitters. So you have, you have hitters. So you have your, you know, your one, two hitter and your, in your eight, nine hole hitter. Things changed a little bit, uh, not too long ago though, because of the baseball. Um, because now you had the nine hole hitter hitting 25 homers and you had the one hole, you know, the guy in the, in the leadoff spot hitting 25 homers and nobody, you know, it was kind of like, okay, now everybody's a power hitter. All right. So I think that's going to change hopefully depending upon what kind of Super Bowl they use this year for major league baseball. But I hope it changes back to, you know, your one and two guys and your eight and nine guys are going to be, you know, speed and contact. Uh, be able to move the runners, uh, move the guys on base around and, and, and put together good at bats where they're competitive. And it's just not these high strikeout numbers and, you know, and, and, uh, everybody's trying to hit a home run, uh, especially with the rule changes and, you know, the shot clock and all that stuff. So, um, but my point is, is that you would, you would categorize hitters. You'd have your one and two 
and your eight and nine guys kind of grouped together, and then you'd have your three, four, and then you'd have five and six. Um, and depending upon what hitter you see as a pitcher, you put those guys in those groups. So it's not necessarily like, hey, you know, uh, David Eckstein, who I always thought was an incredible contact hitter and a very difficult uh, uh, guy to get out. This is, uh, I believe he was the 2006 World Series MVP. Right. Uh, anybody, anybody who's playing at home. Um, but, you know, he was an extremely, he was an extremely good, con- you know, contact, bat to ball, uh, understood what it meant to get three more pitches out of the pitcher. So when you're, when you have those guys that are, that are, that are, um, that are in the box and if they can make you throw three more pitches, you know, you turn that at bat from three pitches to six and now all of a sudden that extra, you know, that uh, those extra pitches add up and get the pitcher out of the game quicker. Um, but anyway, those are the guys that, that give you the, the headaches. It's not so much always the, the big power guys and the home run guys, um, you know, and then you have your elite of the elite, like Mike Trout, um, who, you know, can put the bat on the ball and also put the ball out of the ballpark. Um, Aaron Judge, for example, this past season was, uh, I thought, did a great job of making adjustments made great adjustments over the course of the last couple of years um, in his development on hitting breaking balls. Uh, I, I just think that, and those are things that you pick up as you're watching the game. You start watching even highlights. You say, wow, he just hit that breaking ball, you know, backdoor breaking ball from a lefty and he took it and he hit it, hit it out over uh, right center field wall, which you would never see, you know, probably three or four years ago. Hmm. Um, but those, those are all like little, little things that you pick up as, as the game is going on and, um, it does, you know, it's, it's, it sets in and, and your recall as a, as a pitcher, whether it's a reliever or a starter has to be, um, you know, that's, that's, look, that, that's what's helped me stay around part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who, right now, if you said, okay, this is the guy that you're confident about getting anybody out because that's what major league pitchers do. But if right now in the in the yeah. game that's being played, who is the guy you're saying, oh, man, I really wish this guy wasn't up right now? Who is the toughest guy, like, for you? Because it, not necessarily maybe even the best hitter, right? But the guy for you, like, there's like, oh. I know that this guy's mind oh, is going to yeah. work with me. Who is it? Yeah, uh, Louis Arise. Louis, 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 Louis Arise. Yeah, unbelievable. Probably now, I know this is, but the best hitter I've ever seen. Uh I was fortunate enough to play with him in 2020. Um, and I just immediately noticed this guy's competitiveness his, you know, give a crap, uh, his, you know, level to be able to crank it up when the game started, uh, played through some, you know, injuries was able to, now I'm just saying that this is in my opinion, what makes a complete major league player and why this guy is going to be, very successful is because he cares but also with that his aptitude of learning is is incredible but his his gift is basketball skill um you know i never i haven't seen him get beat by a fastball you know 100 and whatever who cares it's it, his he can he can get the bat through the zone the bat stays in the zone a long time and he has extremely quick hands and reflexes so uh you know when i think about guys that have the ability to you know, change a game and or uh, keep the inning going. Um, it's not that he's going to, you know, it's not a, he's not a big home run guy, but 
okay, he can put the ball in play. You know he's going to go that left center uh, side of the field. He absolutely wears out. And he has the speed to be able to get a double, you know, on a short, on a short, uh, a short ball hit into left center field. Um, and he, and he runs the bases. Well, anyway, so I just think I can't speak enough about him. I think he's, he's probably, um, the most underrated, one of the most underrated players, uh, in the game. Well, when, when, I mean, listen, I mean, you've faced a lot of guys and when you say this is the best hitter that I've ever seen, I mean, it's, I think it's, yeah. you articulated it because it's, this is what makes the best. It's not just a guy who's going to hit the ball out. It's not a, just a guy who's going to make contact. It also is a yeah. guy who's going to like have the right attitude, the right approach, paying attention, all of that. And I guess, yeah. and you're yeah. fortunate because you were, you got to play with him. So you got him see that way, you, but yeah. you see him from the other hand, you get the scouting reports and everything. So I'll take your word for it. That's a good one though. That's a good one. I was not no, expecting that. He just shocked that he got traded to uh, Miami, but you know, Miami's win. Um, and, and I'm sure, you know, Minnesota got a great pitcher in return, but, Anyway, I just, those guys are, you know, I never uh, got a chance to, got to watch Tony Gwynn, uh, but never got to, to obviously uh, play with him. Um, but that type of ability is what Louie has. Um, and, you know, it's just something that when you see it, it's it's kind of like the crack of the crack of the ball off the bat when you, when you hear, hear a little bit of a different sound. Uh, mm. When you see this guy work and you see his ability, uh, and his, you know, it's, it's the showing up and, and wanting to get better every single day too. That, that is what, a. now I'm not saying guys don't have that. I'm just saying that he is that talented and he still has that drive. Mm. So when you have that and you have, you know, you have the talent and you have the drive. Now you have uh, a long-term player, in my opinion, you have a guy that's going to be around for another, you know, 10 years. And we could be talking about him, you know, uh, I don't know, possibly pushing the 3,000 hit mark. I, I don't know where he is, you know, whatever. But yeah. my point is that his 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 drive for the game is, is extremely high. Another guy that, you know, is, is in my opinion, a great bat-to-ball guy is, is Jeff McNeil. Um, yeah. You know, and that, that, again, this, these aren't big power hitters. Yes, when the power hitters come up and – but you guys, know, you don't. Aaron but Jones. guys, you don't. But guys, who you're like thinking the game's in the line. These are the guys I don't want to face, right? Yeah, because I mean, look, they're the, they're the ones that are gonna. They're not looking to do damage. They're looking to put the ball in play, and they're not look. You know, and 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 when you have second and third late in the game, and you're up by one, I mean, that guy on second base is a go ahead run, and extremely valuable, and uh, you know, again, difficult to. Uh, it's just it's it's the it's the ultimate cat and mouse game when you face these guys because uh, you know they're looking just to do enough to get on base and then you know you're looking to do just enough to get them out that's and uh, you know without any damage being done as far as the run scored so um, you know and, and putting them in counts that. Yeah, there's not really too many counts where these guys feel uncomfortable because they're comfortable in an 0-2 count. They're comfortable in a you know three-two count. So where where is you know how do you you know make them kind of you got to dust them off the plate. Um, you know you got to be extra creative. Um, and sometimes you know in the aspect of having the understanding where guys know that you're going to be creative. 
being uh, very, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Just consistent mm. is, is enough, is enough, right? So just having that little bit of doubt or that little bit of thought in the back of your head that something might be coming and it never does. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, so, you know, you know, the two guys who have the most hits off you? Uh, I don't. They're pretty good. They're pretty, pretty good. Two Hall of Famers, two future Hall of Famers. Uh, all right. Uh, trying to think. Still playing or no? Uh, one of them just retired and the other is still playing. Uh, Buster Posey. Buster Posey, 11 for 22 and also 11 for 22. Um, he's retired, huh? No, no. Retired. This this one's active. Buster Posey. Oh, this uh, Oh yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, nice job, Rich. Um, <laughs> trying to think. Uh, first, no first baseman. First baseman. Miguel Cabrera. No, that's a good guess. So he's eight for nineteen. He's right. He's next up on the list. Ah, oh, Paul Goldschmidt. I don't know. Paul Goldschmidt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> two, two, two pretty good ones though. And and by the way, okay. Here's here's the guy that you absolutely own, absolutely own, and I know this as a really nice guy, really nice guy. But you have so there's some guys you know don't match up against some pitchers, and this guy doesn't. He play he, yeah. he he played for San Diego for a long time. Okay, um, used, used to play for Tampa before. That. <laughs> to- oh. Margot, Manny? No, 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 no. Good, uh, no, no. You could guess though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will, 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 Will Myers. Oh, uh, Will Myers. Yeah, Will. He's yeah, Will. Yeah. Will, he's three for twenty-three with twelve strikeouts against you. Yeah, yeah. You didn't like the curveball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I know, uh, some of the other guys, I think, uh, Barry Bonds was able to face him a couple of times, which was, you know, that was, that was fun. Um, and, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. So. And Mike Cameron, four home runs against you. Yeah. Wow. Did not know that. Didn't know that at all. But, wow. you know, but listen, I mean, it's, there's, 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 there's a lot of guys here. A lot of guys here do, do not have good numbers. So, and that comes back to, what you talked about about the whole package about having the pitches where you can change the change change up the scouting report change up the approach and having the attention span and having the 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 ability to actually care enough to have the attention span all of that i mean there it is it's all there so yeah um, and and and, and again at the end of the day it all comes i mean it's the same thing it's like beating a dead horse but it's the intensity and the attitude and the mindset that you go out there with to to pitch with and and that goes for the hitters as well um guys that are just happy to be there and you know think that playing in the big leagues or playing at whatever level you're playing at that you know you've arrived you have not arrived (laughs) (laughs) so the guys that you know and, and honestly the guys that have that kind of mindset that continue to keep pushing and keep working and putting in the time and the effort they they they're hall of famers they stick around they play a long time um and they you know have good results too so you, you had mentioned one thing real quick before i let you go and uh and pick up a, your tired son from snowboarding um yeah what uh you had mentioned the, the difference in the baseball 
So, which is obviously part of this whole equation. Um, how yeah. different? How different was the baseball from 2021 to 2022? And do you expect it to be different in 2023? Yeah, I mean, I fully expect it to be different. We used like apparently we used three different baseballs last year. So, um, you know, it's always it always keeps it fresh, keeps it fun, keeps you guessing. <laughs> you never know. Um, but you know, hey, look. It's just the player's career. It's not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable, you know. Make one consistent effing baseball. I don't care. It doesn't. It's just like you know. I don't. I don't care if it's a, a ping pong ball, or a golf ball, a Super Bowl, or you know whatever. I, it just make it consistent. Keep it consistent for the entire year, and let the players know. How about that? Hey guys, we're going to change the ball this year. We're going to use a little bit softer ball. We're going to use a harder ball. We're going to. You know, we're going to use a disco ball. We're going to change it up, and we're going to try to see what happens. Um, I, I just think it's, you know, it's already come out. Another, I forget, somebody else did another report this year that said that the balls were different. Uh, Major League Baseball apparently had said that, yeah, they were. But I just, you- I just don't see why. I just don't see why, you know, a hockey puck is a hockey puck. A football is a football. A basketball is a basketball. A baseball could be anything. Could you why, tell? Why do we do this? Could you could you tell us? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I know, and I know, you know, I know why they, why they, you know, can't make the ball consistent because they don't have a machine that can consistently. They have to invert the last stitch on the baseball, so it has to be done by a human being because they haven't been able to, you know, make a machine that can uh, do that. But my biggest thing is that you know, look, Major League Baseball owns the company that makes. Yeah. Yeah, Rawlings. Right. Yeah, Rawlings. Is that, is that, is that, I mean, is there a conflict of interest there? I don't know. It's like being, it's like being a uh, general contractor and you're, and you're on the board at your town, uh, for zoning and who can build what. A little bit of a little, little bit of a little bit of a discrepancy (laughs) there, I think. I don't know if you can be, uh, totally unbiased, but you know, that's, that's how I feel. I just, I, I, I joke around. No, no, but it's your, it's, it's your career. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say that you said it very well. Like this is everyone's judged on results and in your results of your career. And, and, and you're right about the Rawlings thing. I mean, I remember when that happened, it was like 2017 ish or something like that. It was the most rich. It was the most underreported story I've seen ever. Like where? Well, like, of course, of course, because they own the company, they don't want to. They, they squash everything. Right. Well, what happened was it came out. It came right after all this, like this, re- these reports that they commissioned all these p- places, and yeah. and then and then okay, well, you commissioned all these places to do reports, and now you bought the company. <laughs> so yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, well, this- I mean, the other thing, and I don't, and I don't, and from a pitcher's standpoint. You know, I don't coming in the dugout or sitting in the dugout and watching hitters throttle a baseball and seeing it getting caught before the warning track. I don't enjoy that either. Like, I don't enjoy guys getting, you know, screwed around with on the hitter side whatsoever. So this isn't just like, all right, well, we're giving up home runs that are getting flipped out front foot, like on a changeup and guys are, you know, getting pulled on it and hitting it off the end of the bat and it's going out. That's one thing, but when guys actually hit a ball and they're not getting credit for what they, you know, basically put into the ball, a really good swing and, 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 you know, whatever, if we want to get in a launch angle and exit below and all that crap, like that, it's, it's, it's proof that, you know, something is going on and it's not right on both ends of the game. 
Um, and it's unfortunate because it is at the end of the day, it comes down to dollars and cents for the, for the players and for the organizations and for wins and losses. Uh, in the baseball, when you can control the baseball, hey, look, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> seems to me like that, that has, uh, it's not good. No, it, it was a I mean, with the biggest. I had talked to the guys. I remember talking to um, guys about the slider uh, last year, like how a lot of guys were going with a certain slider because the seams were different. Like when you noticed the ball last year, was it was it the seams that were the biggest thing? Well, that you was- can you could go a rub. We could go and get a a dozen baseballs, brand new, fresh, and I could go, we'll find something wrong with every ball. Every ball really? is different. Every ball is different because it's hand stitched. It's hand stitched. I mean, if you stitch a ball, if I stitch a ball, if you know Alex Cora stitches a ball, if you know Nate Evaldi stitches a ball, we're all going to have different results, right? We're not, we're not, a, we're not as consistent as a machine, um, and that's just the way it is. And I mean, I don't know. I, I just think ever since you know the balls have been getting uh, you know messed with as far as trying to. Incre- I mean, and it's it's proof. They're, the the home runs were up when they did it in AAA. The home runs were up almost. I don't know. It was it was a crazy amount of home runs. They had hit more home runs in the first half of the season than they did for an entire season the year before and they used those baseballs in triple a before they did or maybe during the time or whatever uh before they brought them to the big league so if we go back and we just see the numbers the numbers the numbers say everything um but you know i i think there's there's a lot of issues with it and i just you know like they they want to they want to get something, a consistent product on the field, just make a consistent ball. Yeah. Well, at least it's on the radar. So now we can reconvene. We can reconvene in spring training and see what's going on. So, um, but. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but I'm excited. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm excited for the shifting. Yeah. I'm excited for the, uh, I'm excited for the clock. Why not? Um, I'm excited for, uh, you know, the, the guys to be able to move the, we're talking about hitters today, so it's you know getting the getting the bat on the ball and moving the ball around the ballpark and yeah. creating more action. We'll see. Let's see how it works. I mean, I don't know. I got to find out how much one of those blocks costs though, because I could be taking my own bat to it at some point. You're gonna do an Ortiz to like he did to the phone in, the, in Baltimore. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody, nobody. He's not coming out of the game. No, 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 no that's right. Uh, uh, all right. Well, hey, listen. Thanks. Take care of your son. Um, and uh, and we'll touch base before you uh, you head uh, head down south. Good times. All right, Rob. All right. Yeah, I'll see you down there. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 